The following is a presentation by The Tabernacle, a community of changed lives. For more information regarding service times, or if you would like to make a donation to The Tabernacle, you can do so by visiting our website at www.thetabchurch.com. Tabernacle. My name is Christian. I live in Czech Republic in Prague and I watch your vodcast and you're reaching more than Michigan. So good job. Hey what's up everybody from the tab. Hey I am Garrett Cars and I am from Kansas and yes you can insert any Dorothy joke that you would like here but I just wanted to say you guys are doing an amazing job of not only reaching Michigan for the cause of Christ but having a worldwide impact and I just wanted to say thank you for your obedience to Jesus. Hey Tabernacle fam this is Terrence coming from you live from Northern California. Hey, I gotta tell you, your leadership, your church has just richly blessed my life, has touched my heart. And so I just want you to know the impact that you all are making, the things that you are doing is stretching all the way to Northern California. And I just wanna say, hey, thank you for everything that you do. Man, you guys are killing it. Hey, Graham Laurie West here with Missionary Athletes International. We've been with them for over 25 years. And MAI basically uses the sport of soccer to work through the church to impact uh, the lives of youth and communities by training up leaders within the church. We've been fortunate to um, have been involved in ministry um, around the globe. Uh, this fall, we're going to be going back to Thailand and, and Bangladesh to continue some more training there. And then we'll also be returning to uh, Germany, Albania, and then into Turkey, where there's some really exciting things taking place over there. Um, we're seeing people come to Christ every week through sports ministry, trained coaches through the church, impacting the lives of youth and their families. We're so grateful for the Tabernacle family, just your prayers, your encouragement, and your support. Thank you so much for partnering with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Hello, Tab fam. My name is Joel Exley. Um, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I'm thankful for the Tabernacle. I'm thankful for the ministry there. I'm thankful for the sermons that I've been able to hear since 2015 via the podcasts and recently the the blogcasts. And I am so excited of what God is doing with and through the ministries there at the Tab. You guys are reaching out across the world. Uh, I'm just a small part of that, but I'm thankful and. Uh, just wanted to say hello, goodbye, and blessings to you. 
Good morning, Tabernacle. My name is Nathan, checking in from Edmonton, Alberta. Greetings from the Great White North. I want to thank the brothers and sisters in Northern Michigan, especially the guys in Fight Club. Your example and commitment to men has encouraged me to start and help grow a fight club right here in Edmonton. Our fight club is now in its fourth year. We have guys that are committed to reading the Bible and praying and generally love getting together. It's starting to get cold now, so i got to put on my tube. God bless the work of your hands, Tabernacle. Keep sharing God. Welcome to the Tabernacle. Thanks for being with us. Uh, so glad that you're here, whether you're here in Buckley or in Manistee. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors, and uh, we're always honored uh, when you choose uh, uh, to spend a weekend with us. Uh, wasn't that video pretty cool about the domino effect of where we're going around the world? I, I was blessed by that. Some of those people I know, um, I don't know all of them well, but uh, uh, we've met and stay connected because the world's getting smaller and smaller. But it's really cool to see how the ripple effect or the domino effect, as we'll talk about uh, here this weekend, uh, goes beyond way further than we think it does. And so about a month ago, uh, I have to share this, full disclosure, uh, I was uh, performing a wedding, and uh, wedding for my niece, and uh, I didn't know the groom's family real well, but uh, it was at the reception. You know how when you're in a reception, there's two families and extended families, and everyone's kind of together, and I got to meet uh, the groom's grandmother, and she was a lovely grandmother, and she had all of her other grandmother, little gaggle of grandmothers. You know how they kind of roll in packs like that? Like a posse, you know how you are, grandmas, right? And there were great aunts and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're at the reception, and she had some really nice to say, or some things to say about the ceremony, and that was cool. And uh, she was so proud, because she was her friends, I'd never met her before, and she goes, uh, uh, true, true story, and those of you who know me that will know how painful this is. She looked right at me with all these ladies standing around, and I'm just being sweet, as sweet as I can, and she goes, you're the TV preacher. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not a TV preacher. I, I'm, I'm one of the pastors at the Tabernacle. She goes, yeah, in Manistee. And you're, you're, you're on the TV. And I'm like, you're the TV preacher. And I'm like, no, 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 there's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, and, 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 and I got in an argument with grandma because I don't want to have to throat punch her, right? It's like, I'm not a TV. I would never throat punch a grandma. But it's like a TV. No, 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 I'm on a screen. That's a screen. That's all that is. Right, that's kind of what it is. But uh, that was funny on me because I don't. Sorry, for, I apologize to TV preachers, but I do not want to be associated with you. Anyways, it just goes to show that the that the ripple effect, the domino effect of a church can go well beyond what we think it can, or even sometimes what we see. And so uh, this weekend, we wrap up our DNA series. We're in uh, the last week. Uh, uh, next week, we'll actually start the book of Judges, which I'm excited and scared about. Uh, so those of you eager beavers that like to read ahead, you can do that. But as we wrap up the Tab DNA series, I think it's important for us to kind of uh, wrap up where we've been. In the first week, we talked about that very important part of our DNA that says this church is a church that focuses on the big rocks. We focus on the big rocks of theology, not the small rocks. Not that the small rocks aren't important, but we want to be known for what we're for, and we're for the big rocks, the things that are of primary importance to the gospel. And the most primary important 
piece of the gospel. The most important thing about being a Christian is simply Jesus and that we should all get connected to Jesus. Do you remember that? We want to be a church that helps people, men, women, married and single, students, children, simply get connected to Jesus. That's Christianity 101. And if I'm connected to Jesus and I have a relationship with Jesus, I'm saved by his grace through faith. I can have eternal life and I can also have eternal life that starts right now. And so that was the challenge for all of us. And that's always the challenge. We know that we're not the church for everyone. Some people will decide that they don't want to be a part of a multi-site church. They don't want a TV preacher. And I don't blame them. (laughs) But if for the time that you're a part of our church, member or not, if we can help you get connected to Jesus, that's a good thing. And so the call was, again, let's all together, all of us, staff, non-staff, members, non-members, individually. That's an individual commitment. Let's get connected to Jesus personally. We're also a church we talked about in the second week where, where we say we're cracked pots, right? And that's, that's a little tongue-in-cheek, but that's because that's the way we are in northern Michigan, irreverent and untucked, <laughs> right? Is, is the fact that we're cracked pots comes from the scripture where it says that we hold this treasure, this connection to Jesus, in jars of clay, in earthen vessels that break and shatter, and they're... Cracks are caused by the sins that I've committed, the sins that are committed against me. But we want to be a grace church, a church that accepts people, that we allow God to be the judge. We don't accept sin. We preach pretty strong about that stuff. But at the same time, we want to be a place where we can receive God's grace and receive grace from other people. And we also want to be a place that gives grace, a grace-filled church. That's not gospel light. That's Jesus And so it's not just about getting connected to Jesus. We suggested that it's important for us to get connected to Jesus' church. All of us. Because we can come to church, any church, and really kind of keep the church at arm's length. But the problem is when we do that, we suffer and so does the church. Church was Jesus' idea. He wants us to be connected. There's no perfect church, just like there's no perfect Christian. That's why we all need grace. But when we're all connected and we're participating in the body life of the church, God's grace has a way of showing up where I can be a vehicle of God's grace for other people. And you can be a vehicle of God's grace to me. And this beautiful mess that's called the church. And trust me, it can be a mess. Right? I can't hear you, right? Yeah. So it's important for us to get connected to Jesus' church. Well, this week, as you can see, I've brought my props. We're going to talk about the third main component of the tabernacle DNA. And that's we believe all of us are called to be dominoes. We believe in the domino effect of how people come to Christ. If you have a Bible and you'd like to turn to 1 Corinthians uh, 15, uh, that'll get you a little bit ahead. But let me explain just a little bit about what we mean when we say dominoes. In John chapter 6, I believe it's in verse 44, Jesus says something very intriguing. He says, no one can come to me unless my Father in heaven draws him first. And Calvinists and Arminians have been arguing about that for centuries, right? And essentially what it means is that God in his sovereignty through his spirit is working to draw people in his timing and at his pace to himself. 
God's using little domino moments in our life to get us to focus on Him, to see our need for Him. I don't understand it. It's above my pay grade. But I do know this. God draws people to Himself. And the more stories and testimonies I hear of how people have become Christians, I start piecing together the domino chain of events that brought them to a relationship with God. And I believe more and more in that verse. But it's not just God's work. Because in Matthew 28, Jesus' last command to his disciples was that we should go and make disciples of all nations. Well, can I just sit back and do nothing? You're the one that draws people. No, apparently he wants to use us as dominoes in that chain. And the chain that I'm talking about are the events, the conversations, the moments in life, some of them good, some of them bad, some of them involving a church service, some of them involving a, you know, a, a, a conversation over coffee. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a bad thing that happens in my life that makes me aware of my need for him. Well, Jesus said, Matthew 28, that we should be a part of it. You go, go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the mission of the church. You combine that with this command to love God and love people. That's why, that's our, that's our church's mission statement. Love God, love people and make disciples. Would you repeat after me? Because that helps us remember both here and in Manistee. I know it's on a screen, not a TV preacher. Just play along. Say, love God. God. A little bit louder. Love people. And make disciples. disciples. Congratulations, you're participating. Good, that's halfway. Getting connected to Jesus Church, right? Well, Jesus shows us through the scriptures in in Acts chapter 1. After he goes into heaven. Or sorry, right before he goes into heaven. He tells the disciples that you'll receive power to do this. And you will be my witnesses. In Acts chapter 4, we see his first disciples believe that and begin to preach, and they begin to preach with boldness. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, it says they weren't anything special. They were ordinary and unschooled. They were illiterate and ignorant. They were everyday people, right? They could have been from the UP. We don't know. They were barbarians. We know that, just like northern Michiganders. They were average. They were ordinary. They were us. And they changed the calendar of human history by being individual dominoes. And it's a domino chain that leads to you. If we could connect all of the domino chains of faithful men and women and children, young people, old people that have been faithful through 2,000 years since Jesus' time, how cool would it be in heaven to see the domino room, the chain of events that brought the gospel to you, that brought the gospel to us, that preserved the scripture, that preserved the church. When you start thinking like that, it takes on much more importance. And so at our church, we say, hey, we want to be a church full of dominoes, people that believe this. Now, how do we see this in 1 Corinthians 15? We've been in the same passage for three weeks. We'll bring it home right now, but we have to go back just a little bit. So we'll start in 1 Corinthians 15. We'll we'll, we'll start in verse 3. Paul writes to the church. He says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. This is the big rock, remember? 
That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. That, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. Most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And now we get into the crackpots part. He says, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles. Unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Now get this. This is the last part. Verse 11. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. Whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believe. I don't know about you, but I see the dominoes right there. So we preach. Who preaches? Paul preaches. They preach. I preach. You preach. Everybody preaches. Not everybody gets a microphone. That's the body of Christ. But everyone preaches. So we preach. Paul is pointing out that, yeah, the biggest rock, Christ, that's what we focus on. Get connected to Jesus. He uses crackpots like Paul. That's why he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. But his grace to me was not in vain. That's why last week we said... Don't let it be vain grace that God has poured out on you. Don't keep it for yourself. Don't bottle it up. Don't come to church and hide. Get connected to church. And now he says, whether it's I or they, whether it's you or me, he doesn't care about the credit. Who's getting credit for all of this? That's not a trick question. Who gets credit for this? Paul? No. Does the church get credit? No. John 6, 44. Who's doing the drawing? God. Who died on the cross? Jesus. Whose grace is it? It's his. And so we preach. And so we preach. And we don't stop preaching. Every single one of us preaches. Did you ever think of yourself as a preacher? I didn't want to be a preacher. I won't go into that. I've told you too many times. Some people are starting to get a complex. But I didn't want to preach until I realized, you know what, we all preach. And if my mouth is going to always be moving, we might as well use it for his glory. But we all preach even if we don't talk a lot. You and I preach, first of all, there's, there, there's three spheres I want to focus on on where we all preach and where we all preach in this domino chain. And by the way, this domino chain, if God's working in someone's life, whether they're a friend or someone I don't know, complete stranger, a waiter or a waitress, someone on the side of a soccer field, even a referee, God forbid, we don't know. But God has got everyone on this spectrum. He knows everyone's story. He's got a plan. I don't know what's going on in this person's life. But as we go through life, human interactions, we're preaching, you're preaching. Here's the three spheres. Here's the first one. You and I preach personally all the time. We preach by the way we live our life. Your children see the sermon that you are preaching. Because there's one face. Remember the face we have at church? Hi, how you doing? Good. 
right? Hi, how are you doing? Fine. And remember my theory, the higher the pitch of the voice, the bigger the liar, right? Right? There's something going on, right? But your kids see what's behind that. My kids see what's behind that. We're preaching a sermon to each other all the time. I mean, my worst fear is that my kids, you know, who've seen me preach since they were born, it's like, you know, dad talks a good game, but he's a hypocrite at home. I'm preaching two sermons, the one that they hear with the mic, but another one they see at home, but so are you. So are all of us. Our neighbors see what we preach by the way we live our life. Our neighbors see our marriages. Is there something attractional in your marriage that that someone that doesn't know Jesus wants? You see, we're all preaching a message. Students preach a message, right? Oh, you go to church or you go to that church, you're part of that student ministry. Oh, you go here, right? I was a a rock star at, at being one way at church and one way at youth group and a totally different guy on the athletic field. And it's hypocrisy. I was preaching a message to my teammates that I you know, haven't seen in over 30 years. And I didn't even know it. We all preach by the way we live our life. But we also preach to people through our relationships. If you're connected to Jesus, and they also see that you're connected to Jesus' church, that preaches a message. That tells someone that doesn't know God, you know what? This person sees value in knowing the creator of the universe and I can see how it impacts his or her life. Just by the way they handle themselves at school, at work, on the sideline, you know, wherever. We preach personally with our lives, with our relationships. You know, when, when we uh, uh, first presented this domino thing, one, one of the things that we did, and, and uh, we didn't do it this weekend, but um, uh, we, we passed out dominoes to everyone. And, you, you know, we'd tell some domino stories about how this person impacted this person and impacted a total another person, and then something else happened, and then all of a sudden they're at a church service, and they give their life to Jesus, got baptized, and everybody got tears. And my wife was asking me this weekend, hey, you're going to share some domino stories. I'm going to say no, because I'm on my home turf and I'll embarrass too many people. But think about your story. How did you get here? Who was the person? Who were the persons? Who were the influential people that made it okay for you to come to a place where you could make a decision for Christ? Where you could make a decision to actually try church and to be a part of it? And how, back does our, how far back does that chain go? So the thing that we used to do is we'd pass out these tiny little dominoes to everyone after the sermon. Will you commit to being a domino personally? And I'll confess to you, that's something I want to come out of this weekend. A new commitment, a recommitment by everyone who calls the tabernacle home to live out a life of influence as an individual domino. In fact, we might just have to order a bunch of dominoes. I might have to make a note of that. Where's our administrator? Can you make a note? We, we just might have to pass them out next week. I was in an airport in Salt Lake City, Utah, coming back from a speaking event in California, trying to be invisible and wondering why I was on a red-eye flight, hating my own life, bleary-eyed, the whole deal. A dude is running by to catch a flight. He stops, his sneakers squeak on the, you know, tile floor, and he whips around, and he goes, hey, pulls out a little domino, and he goes, you're the domino guy. (laughs) And he goes, I was at a youth event in Georgia, still got mine, I gotta catch a flight, bye, boom, he was gone. Wow. He was at a youth event 
where he gave a bunch of teenagers the domino and said, go just be a domino. This man, he looked like a business dude, understood that he had a message to preach just with the way he lived his life. The relationships that he had. But you see, it's not just the sphere of influence personally. It's also, we have opportunities to be dominoes in this chain. You could be a domino on your campus. Whether it's Buckley or Manistee. I mean, you being a, a, a domino in Manistee is important. We're trying to grow that campus. There's people far from God on this side of the Manistee River. There's people far from God on that side of the Manistee River. And all of us can take responsibility for being a domino at our campus. How do we do that? It's simple. By choosing to serve. By choosing to serve. The reason we showed the video of Christian in Czech Republic, of the West who live in North Carolina but are, but are impacting the world, of Garrett in Kansas, Terrence in California, Joel in Nashville, and our boy Nathan up there in the freezing great white north, right? With his toque. We showed you that to show that's the ripple effect of your service. And they tell preachers never to point at people, but this is a good time to point at you. You serve in the cafe, you're a part of making that happen because there's a domino chain. You serve with Tab Kids, you're part of the domino chain that serves Joel. You go to Fight Club, you participate, you were a part of birthing Fight Clubs all over the United States. All over Canada. There's at least six that I know of all over Canada because of the stories that have been shared about the life change that happened with men in northern Michigan. Does anyone else get excited about that? And sometimes we don't see it. We say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not a big thing. It is a big thing because this thing called the church is not an organization. It's an organism. And so when I participate on my campus, when I get involved, when I say, you know what, I'm called to this church, I'm going to serve in this church. I'm called to be a part of this thing, I'm going to join the domino chain. So it's not just what we do as dominoes outside the church, it's what we do as dominoes at the campus that we attend. I've had people, and I, I don't know why, you know, I, I, I don't like talking this way because I... We're not the only church. There's great churches. There's churches way more impacting than us. But I'm not responsible for those churches. We're not responsible. We're responsible for what God has given us. I get emails or little texts or Facebook messages all the time. True fact. When are you going to start a campus in Holland, Michigan? When are you going to start a campus in Alberta? Remember a couple years ago when, when uh, there was an earthquake in Japan? Do you guys remember that? I'm I, I just thinking about this right now. I don't remember the year, but uh, it was before T2 was built here in Buckley, and it was way before Manistee. I'll never forget, it was, it was like the Saturday night before the weekend worship service on Sunday. We only had Sunday worship services at that time. And I got an email from someone in Japan that said, Hey, greetings from the Tabernacle family in Tokyo. 
They said, we're a group of English speakers and expatriates, and we struggle to find an English-speaking church, so we have a house church, and we've chosen the tabernacle as our teaching. We get together, we play the guitar, we watch the sermon, and we just want to say, all of us are fine, but please pray for Japan. We don't want anything from you. Thank you. Keep praying for us. If you don't get excited about that, you don't have a pulse. But that's the domino chain that happens. And it's not just our church that has a domino chain. It's not just a church that has an impact. That's made up of individuals that have chosen personally to live that life. And then we live it as a campus. It's when we serve. It's when we get involved. And then, of course, there's a domino impact as a church. As a church. You know, I know some people... Uh, still wondering why we have to do this multi-site thing. I don't. Our board doesn't. We just had a board meeting this last week and and, uh, the leadership of our board has challenged us to keep looking ahead towards the vision that God called us to. Where's the next campus? Are we open to whenever and wherever and however God has called us? In fact, the question was, what has to be in place before we go? And I'm like, I'm still out of breath with this one. But the church has a domino influence as we steward the grace that God's given us. As we focus and stay connected to Jesus. As we admit and preach and teach that we need His grace, that we're all crackpots. But you see, our lifeline connection to God depends on our commitment to His mission. When individuals get disconnected from the mission of making disciples, when they get disconnected from the mission of being a domino and participating in that domino chain, that's when movements die, that's when churches die, and that's when Christians' faith grow cold. But when we're connected, great things happen. You know, it's, it's, it's not all just rainbows and unicorns and manistee, Right? There's really big weekends and then there's some weekends where they're wondering if the spirits left them, right? You know how you can impact a manistee? Go be an individual domino. You can invite people to your church. You know, there's people in Buckley. I hear the things. It's like, oh, all those people from manistee left. What are we, chopped liver? It's kind of like church as usual over here. It doesn't have to be. Have you challenged yourself to go and be domino number one in someone's life? Are you a guy that's decided, you know what, I'm not just going to go to Fight Club, I'm going to bring somebody with me? Are you a student that said, you know what, I know all my friends aren't at the Foundry Student Ministries, but you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to bring my friends with me because they need Jesus. I'm going to put up or shut up. I'm going to be a domino personally and at my campus, and I'm going to get involved. I'm going to get connected. That's how it happens. That's how it's always happened. Friends, when I was 14 years old, I moved from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, back to the United States to a church that my dad was pastoring in northern Indiana. And our youth pastor got our youth group together. There was about 10 of us. And he said, what do you guys want from youth group? And we were like, well, we'd like it to be more than 10 people sitting in a church basement. And he looked at us and said, what are you going to do about it? And a revival broke out. The youth pastor said, 
create a problem for our church board so they'll buy us a youth center. What kind of a problem? He goes, get all your friends to come here so we can outgrow this basement room or wherever we were at. And so I kid you not, every Tuesday night, it was just before cell phone and text and email, we started a phone bank where we just started the names of every kid that we knew in Plymouth High School and Lakeville High School and Argus. And we're calling them all, hey man, what you doing tomorrow night? Hey, we're going to have pizza. Why don't you come out to the church? It's going to be awesome. Yeah, let's do this, right? And it was like, okay, thanks, bye, click. And each one of us, every kid called 10 kids, right? The next week we had 60 students. 10 to 60? How did that happen? People decided to get off their hands and get off their... Tukes? I don't know if it's a toque. Be a domino and get in the game. That student ministry went from 60 to over 150. There were some nights at our new youth center because we created a problem where we had over 200 students show up from the town because people invited. Oh, that's silly. That's like a bake sale. No, it's not. It's worked for 2,000 years. And you could make it happen. Now, some of us won't because we don't want to be connected. Some of us won't because that's too invasive. This message is meant to inspire to not only get connected to Jesus and get connected to Jesus' church, but it's also meant to get us connected to his mission. In Matthew chapter 9, a very familiar passage, but worth Listening to Jesus' words again. Our Lord and Savior said this. In the middle of his ministry. We'll start in 35 to give it context. It says, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages. Teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Let me stop right there. Who do you know in your life, in your circle of influence, who is harassed and helpless? Who's lost, that have no anchor, that don't know Christ, or maybe they're far from Him, they're far from God, they're far from community. Who do you care about at your work? Who do you care about at your school? Who do you care about in your neighborhood? Who would fit that bill, harassed and helpless? Who's in your family who's harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd? That translates 2,000 years later, verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Did you get that? That's a prayer request from Jesus. I got something for you to pray about. Pray for more laborers. Pray for more workers. There's harassed and helpless people. There's people with spiritual poverty. Like the song says, they're poor and they're powerless. Because they don't know Jesus. And there's a harvest field that's full. It's ripe. It's ready to go. And Jesus says, here's the problem. I don't have enough laborers. I don't have enough workers. I don't have enough dominoes. 
And we get paralyzed because of all the verses we don't know and because our lives aren't together. And, and this is where it all comes together. Focus on the big rock is Jesus. I know you're a crackpot and so does he. But let's get in the game as part of the mission and be a domino. Because the harvest is plentiful, but we don't have enough workers. And I'll give you this. Here at this campus and in Manistee, it's also the only prayer request that you can answer. You can be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. And so can I. And so can I. Because he, he, he didn't say I need more preachers that, that have microphones. He didn't say I need more theologians. He didn't even say I need more people that can lead in worship. He just said, I just need workers. Average, ordinary, crackpots who are connected to the big rock. I want to get in the game and get after it. And it's little things. When you get a church, there's over 1,100 people that call the tabernacle, both here in Manistee, their home. When you get that kind of critical mass of people together that are living it personally, that are living it on their campus, that are inviting people to their church, that are investing to their church, that are giving like we're supposed to to our church, I don't mean to put any guilt on anybody. I just want to say this. In a church our size, we should never, ever, ever struggle for children's workers. Ever. We should never, ever, ever struggle for small group leaders. We should never, ever, ever struggle for people to serve in cafe or as ushers or, or in a parking lot. We shouldn't. And by God's grace, we're not. But think about the critical mass we could have if people were committed to the domino chain. I'm not called to be the whole chain. I'm just called to be my part of the chain. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Let me tell you a secret. This is how all of this in Buckley and everything in Manistee and all of those lives, this DNA is how all of that happened. Because men and women were committed to connect others to Jesus and his church. They were connected to Jesus. They were connected to his church. And then they became committed to connecting others to Jesus and his church. See how that fits? That's what we're called to do. That's what I'm called to do. I don't get a pass. None of us get a pass. Paul said, and so we preach. And it doesn't matter who gets the credit. You're going to preach with your life. He's going to preach with his campus involvement. You're going to preach with your giving. They're going to preach with a big smile at the front door. Someone's going to preach. Someone's preaching right now backstage. I got to tell a guy, he's, he's, he's in his 20s, his early 20s, and, and uh, uh, his name's Bryson, and he serves his face off at our church with art, with media, with production, with making sure that the video's right to go to Manistee and to go to the jail and to go around the world. And I just took a few moments backstage with him to say, bro, did you see that video? You've, you've impacted them because of the hours that you put in that no one ever sees by making sure it's compressed right and all the specs and the buttons. I don't know how this stuff works. I can't even program my own thing. What a domino that hits Czech Republic. 
the domino that hits Thailand, Tokyo, and places we don't even know. You can do that and I can do that. We can connect other people to Jesus and his church. And wow, when we do that, that's a church that understands the DNA of the gospel. That's a church that understands the DNA of what church is supposed to be. That's a church that makes Jesus smile. I really believe that. Because when we don't do that, when we're no longer committed to connecting others to Jesus and his church, then it all becomes about us, and then it all just collapses. It all becomes inbred, my hurt, my feelings, my desire, my thing, and it's me and my instead of we and theirs. We're called to serve. We're called to be connected. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to invite the band uh, to come back out. And as we've been doing all through this Tab DNA series, I'm going to shut up. I didn't get a single amen here, maybe a manistee, I don't know. And we're going to create a space where we can reflect. This is a time where you can pray and ask God, God, how do you want me to be a domino? Maybe there's repentance. Maybe there's, you know what, God, I've started to make church about me. And it's time for me to recommit to the part that I can play, the part that I can do. I've been withholding and I want to be a part of connecting others to Jesus in his church. So maybe there's some confession. Maybe for you it's, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Would you tell me? Maybe you could spend this time saying, God, is there a person who's harassed and helpless, who's poor and powerless, somebody that doesn't know you or needs to get reconnected with you? How can you use me to be a domino personally? Or God, maybe it's time for me to get in the game, to participate, to serve, to be a part of this. It is a machine, but it's his machine. That has a ripple effect all across the country. Maybe it's time for this is time you could fill out a card. That you want to drop off at one of our hubs or in a red box. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe there's a person's name. Please pray for this person. I'm going to try to be a domino in his or her life. But I'd like the tabernacle prayer team to do their domino part by praying for them. And I'm going to take a risk and actually go, do you want to do something this weekend weird? So let's take a moment. Would you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for being the number one domino that initiated a tidal wave of change in our world. God, would you speak to us now? We're listening. God, I pray by your spirit that you would give us courage to respond. 
that you would help us to take one step of obedience. That we would be the answer to your son's prayer request. And it's in his name, Jesus, our great God and King, we pray. And if you agree, say amen. Let's worship together.